0: Welcome to the Professional Amateur Podcast, where I talk to amateurs who are getting paid to do what they love professionally. We all have to start somewhere, and these are our stories. When I'd reached out to Tread Hulse to talk about his passion, I assumed we'd talk about his on air days in radio. And while the passion was still there, he knew that there were things that were more important than radio family. That's when he switched gears and went from being a 20-plus-year veteran of the airwaves to being a real estate agent in upstate New York. That change was what he needed. And the love of the real estate game is deeper than just selling houses to people. And we talk about it in this episode. Tread Welcome to the Professional Amateur Podcast, and you know I've known you for quite some time now. Yeah, but why don't you tell everyone what you do and what you love?
1: <laughs> well, Stephen, first thanks for uh, for having me, and I got to say it's it's nice to see that your your furry face uh, live and in person instead of just on uh, social media mm-hmm. and actually talk to you, which has always always been one of my my true loves when talking to someone about pop culture, music, and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, About seven years ago, uh, while I was still doing broadcasting full-time, I got into real estate. I got my real estate license. And uh, actually, it was the help of a friend of mine, actually a listener uh, to the station I was at at the time, uh, emailed me and said, have you ever thought about real estate? And I'm like, you know, my, my late grandfather did it. And, and I was like, yeah, it was something that's always kind of, you know, in the back of my head inter- interested me. And she's like, why don't you, why don't we get together? You can meet with my broker and, and kind of talk things through. And so had this little sit down meeting and she kind of explained everything, kind of do it at your pace. And when you get your license, we'll go from there. And I got my license again about seven years ago and started working for a small office here in uh, the Albany area, Saratoga area. And but a couple years later, I moved on to take a job with Caldwell Banker Prime Properties here in Saratoga. And so it's been, uh, it was one of those things where I wanted to stay in the area because I saw the writing on the wall as uh, you and I share a common, uh, common evil <laughs> uh, whose name shall not be spoken.
0: Yeah, because this will probably be on that platform.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> You know you I could see the right you know I could see in the, you know where we were as a company, where we were as a station group and so on and so forth. and I knew sooner or later they would come for me and and for others. so and I didn't want to move. you know I had you know my girls were happy in school, my, my wife's got a great job and I'm like, okay, what can I do to stay? So it was something where you know I felt truly lucky because I know a lot of uh, a lot of our mutual, broadcasting friends when the time came were not prepared no it was a shocking moment and it still was a shocking moment to me because it's all i'd known for 20 plus years and so but at least i had this to kind of fall back on and i kind of thought it was a fallback thing and then as i got more and more into it you know it's something that i that i truly really love to do it's it's freed up so much time for me um you know, it's given me advantages that I didn't have in broadcasting. And as you know, uh, sometimes they, uh, especially in the summertime, with all sorts of concerts, next thing you know, you got 20 day weeks, you know, where you're, you know, you're working, you're doing your show, and then there's concerts and and special events. And hey, come see me at the Petco for two hours. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and it's so it kind of starts to burn you out. And all of a sudden, you turn around and your kids are, in high school or junior high and you're like where did this come from it's so it freed up a lot more time for me
0: yeah so basically it's it's crazy when you find something like this later in life um yeah. because it's sometimes with some people it's not what they grew up thinking like oh i'm going to be a firefighter or i'm i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a a, a i'm going to be a dj and be on the yeah. radio and then no one goes I'm going to be a real estate agent, yeah. but when you find something that you really like, I mean, it's really hard to let go of it.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, with, with radio, we always just talk about it being addiction, you know, it, because there's always that, you know, because you catch yourself many times going like, I can't believe I get paid to do this. I can't believe I get paid to, you know, not pay for a concert ticket or not pay for music or, you know, get to hang out with rock stars and do all this kind of crazy stuff. But, you know, as you said, later in life, you you start to figure out stuff a little bit more. And for me, it was definitely family based in in the time that I missed. And and I think especially these last couple of years where people have had a lot of time to sit at home and think (laughs) that there's been a lot of of life changes. There's been a lot of a lot of adjustments where all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know what? I I always said I should do this and I'm going to do it. And for me, when it came to real estate, it was definitely something that um, I had a chance, you know, to get into and, and, and start to explore. And, you know, but again, like you said, back to what you were originally talking about with the addiction, there was still that sort of lure to broadcasting where i was still getting emails or text messages, hey, blah, 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 New Hampshire's hiring, hey, blah, 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 is here and there. But when you come to, you know, I wouldn't say come to terms with it. But where it's like, you know what, I'm kind of liking where this path is leading me now. And, you know, I want to, you know, I think I want to stick with this. And I think, you know, as we've seen things, you know, play out and especially in in uh, with our corporate communication friends, I'm, I'm pretty glad that I did. But then you get to a point where you really, you really start to embrace it. I think that's one of the things too, and make people make a career change, you know, you're so used to the other one that you're f- to you know, find a restructure your day and restructure your life yeah. where it's, it's different. But then when you really, you know, and for each each person, it's different, but when you find that, I wouldn't say calling, but that, that groove that you get into that, that comfy zone, um, you know, it's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So with,
0: you know, everyone knows, oh, if you're a real estate agent, you need a real realtor's license. Like Mm -hmm. what does that even, Entail because I always hear about it and I'm just like, oh, OK, you know, I'll license it. I think like you go to the DMV, you take a 20 question right. <laughs> quiz and you're on your way. But I, it's yeah. more involved than that, I, I, I hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's 70 at the at the start, it's 70 or is it 75 hours of, of classwork. Um, so I was able to because at the time I was still full time in radio, I did the online version. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was great. The uh, Manfred School uh, locally here had a either a hybrid, a class you know, in class or, or an online thing. So I was able to do that and uh, take my 70 plus hours of coursework. And then once you get done with that, then you have to test uh, pass the test at the school. And then uh, you have to go down to the state, not the DMV, <laughs> uh, you know, a big, you know, big old building in downtown Albany. Sitting there with your, uh, you know, the, the about 40 of your not closest friends and uh, your number two pencils. <laughs> and you take the real estate exam. And in full disclosure, I did not pass the first time. I went into it thinking, because all the tests I was taking and all the pretests and quizzes, I was scoring hundreds. And I was like, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Then you get in there and you pop open that book. And I'm like, the first five questions, I'm like, I think I may know one of them.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. So you do that. And I failed and I'm like, you know, so it's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but then I went and took it the second time. And of course, it's always that case. Of, okay, you take a test. A lot of times you come out of it going, And I bombed that one. And I'm like, I came out the second time depressed. I'm like, here we go again. You now I guess three times a charm. And then I got the notification you passed. So then from there, you know, for me, I, I went to work for my my old broker. And so then you they basically each, Every realtor who is not a broker has to work under one. Has to work hmm. under a broker of some type. So as soon as I got my license, um, I registered with the state, uh, registered with the local uh, real estate union. Uh, I'm also part of uh, the National Association of Realtors. Even though I always say it's fun, is weird to say realtor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you you, know, you got to pay membership fees and everything. But uh, once you get in and then it's uh, every two years, you take continuing education, hmm. uh, you need 22 class hours. And do I wait to the last minute? Heck, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we all. But uh, and so it's, it's one of those things. You got to basically, you know, kind of keep retraining, and which is great because I don't think you know, I've taken some classes and, I, and, I've always, and I've always said this. You never stop learning anyway. Yeah. So it's always nice to, you know, I think especially when you make career changes. You know, you come out of a craft or a job or whatever that you you thought you knew everything, even though we don't, but you're very comfortable in that, that world. And then you come to another world like real estate where there's a lot of legal stuff. There's a lot of different, you know, disclosing of this and doing that. And so to have to relearn, basically relearn from the ground up um, was a challenge.
0: Yeah. And that's why I kind of, well, I kind of, I definitely respect all all real estate agents that I've ever dealt with, because looking at all the paperwork we had to go through when we bought the house in New Jersey and then sold the house in New Jersey, that wasn't bad, but it wasn't until we actually moved to Georgia where we found out that the rules aren't the same everywhere and like Ooh. every state has <laughs> some crazy rules that you need yeah. to adhere by. And yeah. that's when I started realizing, I'm like, wow, this is, this is a very intricate like, profession that I didn't even think was like, oh, because everyone says, like, oh, yeah, uh, uh I, you know, I sell houses. It's like, okay, that sounds mm. easy. I used to sell stuff too. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, I could probably sell a house. And I don't even understand how you approach that. Like, somebody comes to you, right? Yeah. I, they are like, I'm looking for a home. And then, what do you actually do? Because in my, in my experiences, what's happened is I go, I want a home. And they're like, mm-hmm. great. And then instantly, they either like, throw out we're like, well, how much are you looking to spend? Or?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like, wh- where do you want to live? And most of the time, you know, the person is kind of dumbfounded, like, I don't know, I just, I want a house.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing, you know, with, with, with especially with first time home buyers. Um, it can be a daunting task and especially too, where it is the biggest investment you're ever going to make. So there's a lot of stress there. There's a lot of, uh, you know, tense moments. There's a lot of text messages or phone calls of people being upset or I've had clients calling me crying, you know, because they're so stressed out about it because it's it's a big thing. So you have to you have to kind of balance a lot of things, you know, as, as, as a realtor where, you know, you obviously have to know the business side, and, and have to know the right people to work with, because it's really is a cooperative because I work with a really good group of attorneys. Um, I work with a group of uh, really good inspectors and mortgage people. And it's not just me doing what I do, but it's just a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so, but also too, like people always tell me you got to be like part time therapist, because sometimes, you know, you do in a way because, you know, like you said, some a lot of people coming into this have no idea what it takes, to get a house, especially in a state like New York, where it's all, you know, you get a a thing like, like a two inches thick at the closing where it's like, and we always tell people too, it's like, you know, we've found this a few times where you're like, all right, so you have a, do you have an attorney? Oh yeah, my dad uh, has a buddy, he's done this stuff, you know, for years, I'm like, okay, is this person a real estate attorney? No. So a buddy of mine is a, a great attorney over in Massachusetts. When I first started doing this, I said, hey, you know, are you licensed over here in New York? And I throw you some business. So he goes, he goes, I'm not. He goes, but I will tell you this. He goes, any attorney worth their salt will tell you in New York state that if you're going to do a real estate transaction, deal with a real estate attorney because it's a whole different playground. And I've been in closings with attorneys that aren't, you know, their, specific, their specification isn't real estate and it can be a bit of a nightmare.
0: Ooh. yeah. I, and especially when you have that much money on the table with, yeah. with, with anything, even if you're, you're buying like an old, like shack that you're going to fix up for, it's still a lot of money. Yeah. I was about to say, oh, for like $50,000, that's still not like, oh, yeah. let me just pull and that out and of it, my
1: pocket. Yeah. And, and with a lot of that, that's, especially those things, those are cash deals. You're not yeah. financing, you know, that, that fixer up or that flip property, that's cash. So you're either paying cash, you're getting a hard money loan. And, you know, I've said many times in these great United States of America, you can do a lot of things. But if you take out money, <laughs> they're going to want it back. Be it the government, be it the banks, be it whoever, they're yeah. going to come for it. And so that's added pressure, you know, because I've worked with with, uh, you know, flip guys and putting those houses on the market in a market that may not be very conducive to a quick sale. And it's tough, you know, you, I always joke, you watch these flip or flop things and people are like, ooh, I can do that. It's like, do you realize that you know, Tarek and Christina are flipping eight to 10 properties at a time, okay? They're gonna make money off four, they're gonna break even on the other four, and then they're gonna lose money on two. There's a lot going on that you don't see. You see all the happy stuff, you know, like, oh, so we found a buyer and we, you know, we want the (laughs) contract. And if this deal goes through, we're going to make $700 billion, you know, and like, wow, I can do that. And it's like, no, you can't, you know, you need to know what you're doing when you're in it. But again, it adds to that stress factor and as to, you know, the being able to work with the right people who are going to have the answers or at least think they do.
0: Yeah. So that's, um. One thing we learned when we came to Georgia is with all the different rules they have here, like there's, you're not allowed to actually, I believe one of the rules was you're only allowed to use a real estate attorney, obviously, but there's another rule about like who can do what on what side. And Mm -hmm. it was so confusing that luckily the second realtor that we had understood it and explained it to us i don't remember it but you know my wife probably does <laughs> but uh we found out that when we moved here it was basically a seller's market and yep. it was terrifying to learn that oh this house is going on the market today there's already three cash offers in on it it's like yep. it's but it's not on yet well it, like technically it's not but it's coming on right now yep. and and then we, you know, you you start learning these little things that you know. Uh, luckily, the experience we had in New Jersey was okay, but it was just a cutthroat. Like everyone coming in to Alpharetta because it's a big, you know, tech suburb of Atlanta, and there's a lot of corporations have their headquarters all around here, so everyone's coming in. And everyone has cash offers on homes from 350 to $1.52 million. And they're coming in cash. Oh, yeah. We had to fight some two cash offers for this house. Um, And we only did it because we we milked uh, having a special needs pug. (laughs) We wrote a letter.
1: everybody's got an angle
0: <laughs> well, we listen to our realtor she's like write write a letter of why you want this house and like you know your future plans with it and are you going to raise a family even if you're not say you are and i was like wow i'm like really I'm like yeah and attach a picture of you and, and your your pug and i was like okay mm-hmm. that got it that got the house there was mm-hmm. a, one of the cash offers was over asking and they still went with us so I, it's a weird world and it's terrifying how much money flies around in it.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. And especially, you know, with the pandemic and everything, we had a lot of people from New York city coming North Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were, were cash backed. So there were people and I had them too, where clients would lose out. You know, I I had clients lose out on five or six bidding wars, you know, and then, you know, get burnt for a while. I'm like, you know, we're going to take a break just kind of decompress a little bit because it's tough, you know, especially if you're a young buyer and you're all geared up to get a home and you keep losing out. Yeah. That, and there you know, and I had, to, I've had clients even now that it's like, okay, house comes up, you know, kind of kick the tires a little bit, but if we're going to get into a bidding war, we're not even going to be interested. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. And, but you know, like every, I learned this from my, from my late grandfather, when it comes to real estate, it's a roller coaster. So right now we're kind of like right about here. And eventually, probably next year or so, we're going to crest and then we're going to come back down again. And then, you know, people in my age range, a little older, are going to start putting their houses up. The market will balance off and maybe lean, you know, buyer side. But right now, it's a seller's market. And there's historically, again, for the second or third year in a row, there's no inventory. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And all sorts of crazy stuff.
0: Yeah. Anytime a house goes up in our neighborhood, it's up for like one or two days and then it's under contract like i'm like wow another one so and it's scary i don't understand how property value works and like how pricing of houses works Mm -hmm. but we've almost hit a hundred percent uh increase on the value of our home yep in three and a half years yeah and That kind of scares me, but luckily we're in Georgia where taxes are nothing. Right. They were terrible. People were warning us not to live here in Fulton County where, you know, most of Atlanta is part of Fulton County. It's the highest taxes, taxes. And I was like, okay, well, how how high is it? And they, they ran the numbers on a, uh, mortgage for, um, a house around 400,000 and the taxes, the, the mortgage payment would have ended up being. I think four hundred dollars less a month than we were paying on the same terms in New Jersey because oh, taxes in wow. New Jersey were like through the roof. Oh yeah. So it it's it's great to be in a position where I'm like, well, it's good to know, but like, can that is there like a bubble where something like that can all of a sudden? There's it,
1: there's definitely a bubble. The the thing is that you really have to do. And I, and, I tell, and I do this with, with my, my clients, especially first time home buyers and people also too thinking about listing their house because people see these numbers and people see people, wow, blah, 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 down the street, sold their house for $450,000. I know they bought it for $150,000 20 years ago or whatever. The thing is, you have to look ahead is for like for sellers, you have to be like, okay, where am I going to go? It's like, okay, I can sell my house, I can make a killing off it, but what am I going to do? Do I want to stay? Say you want to stay where I live in Saratoga Springs, you want to move downtown? You're not getting a condo for less than 600 grand. Mm-hmm. You're going to take that $300,000 profit and then fold it in and you have another mortgage. Eh, you know. And then with first-time home buyers, it's like, especially in the bidding wars, <clears throat> people will start to you know jack up home prices. And the thing is, okay, what is your long-term goal? Do you, are you going to stay in this house For more than 10 years. Because what's probably going to happen is no matter what, you're probably going to overpay for the house. Okay. But if you stay there long enough, the market will reset itself. And probably when you're ready to say 15, 20 years down the road, or even 10 years down the road, the market will come back, you know, will kind of come back to where you were and you'll be okay. But if you buy the house now, say, for whatever, say, over market value, five years from now, you're thinking, oh, you know, time to move on, time to find something else, which we're seeing a lot of these days with younger buyers, you could be in big trouble. Yeah. You know, because you paid, say, 250 grand for your house. All of a sudden, five years later, the market has softened. Your house is worth 220 grand. How big's your mortgage? Have you put money? Have you taken out maybe a home improvement loan? Have you done this? Have you done that? Next thing you know, you close and you still need to bring 10 to 15 grand to the table. So it's it's a balance. And, and you know, and, and education is is definitely king. Yeah, that's that's what always terrified
0: me too. We kind of lucked out when we sold our house in New Jersey because it's it was an older home, and even though the previous owner dumped way too much money into the house to make it really beautiful, there were issues beyond internally in the house. It was like the main line going to the sewer was old and rusted and it was on its last legs and basically um we were quoted for like 15,000 and all this stuff started coming up and I was like when we went to go to sell the house our inspector was like you don't have to disclose that cuz that's not part of the house that's just unfortunate that it's your yard that's going to get destroyed and you have to pay for the part that connects to the to the city and I was yeah. like okay <laughs> and we we lucked out with the only thing that we had to do was uh replace the circuit breaker because for some reason water was coming into it, e. it yeah it never was before right but then you know our inspector that we became friends with it through our realtor he came just to like double check the, the crap that the, they were showing. And sure yeah. enough, he's like, Yeah, look, there, there was like rust marks. I was like, So it's been happening inside of this the whole time? He's like, Yeah, but not too much. But that rust is from water. And I was like, Why is there water in the thing that makes all the power in that Yeah,
1: water and electricity don't mix. I'm, I'm no scientist or anything like that, kind of, but I, I, I know enough to know that that's not what you want to mess with
0: yeah so yeah we we lucked out when we sold it and we got basically what we paid for in the end um because we were only there for let's just over two years yeah so, you weren't
1: that long no so,
0: well yeah. we we were planning on being there for probably at least 10. Um, mm-hmm. but we just had the opportunity to move to georgia and yeah. it was just like stars kind of aligned and we started looking at the housing market down here i'm like you know the same price house down here gets way more house for the money oh yeah Um,
1: and a lot more for your buck
0: yeah and you know we we said screw it and went with it and i'll never forget six months after we sold i got a text message from our old neighbor and he said they, they had to dig up the front yard i was like oh oh no i was like i know what happened He's like, yeah, the sewer, the main line going into the house. And I was like, yep. I was like, so they, they basically ended up buying the house, having to fix that. And then they sold the house. I was like, oh.
1: Wow. But yeah. yeah. It's-, it's very interesting with, you know, with, with, with us here. We have property. We call it property disclosure agreement. So, you know, disclose that anything's wrong with the house. And it's, it's tough because there's some things that you can't, if you don't know that it's there. Okay. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And so it, it, it's tough because I've had this happen to to clients of mine where they moved in and a couple of weeks later a pipe broke. It's like you can't no inspector is going to be able to walk through and be, you know, and because I've had clients say like well, I, I think the air conditioner is gonna kick in probably five to six years. I'm like, well, we, we can't crystal ball this. Yeah. I can't go back to the other side and say, well, hey, listen, we're gonna need a whole new air conditioning system in six years. So give us a benefit, you know, that's not gonna happen. But also too, and I've called it many, many, for many, many years, I call it the joy of home ownership. There's just these little things, like I've been chasing ghosts in my house and so we've had it for 20 years now, where it's like, you pull something off the wall and you go, why did they do it that way? Or you know you you know we redid the bathroom and my plumber was like he goes I don't know who did this plumbing but yikes and I'm like that's <laughs> not what you want to hear so it's just, it's just those things but it's tough you know and again it adds to that we were talking before about the stress level first time homebuyers like you're there six months you know water line fails or the circuit box goes out or you know the, the, I've had the I've had our water our heater kick twice already yeah that's you know, that so happened in New uh, Jersey yeah yeah. New- it's we not were, like before. We had in your your apartment or townhouse. You're like, call the super, and <laughs> you know, then take care of it.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, when it went out, I'll I'll never forget that because that was like three weeks after we got like moved in, everything was done, and then all of a sudden, here we are in the middle of January in New Jersey, and um, had no hot water.
1: So. <laughs> yeah and it's funny too because it usually seems to happen what hot water heaters never kick in the middle of the summer have you ever noticed that yeah furnaces furnaces never kick in the middle of the in the middle of the summer either air conditioners do furnaces do. and so it's always that yeah when you're sitting there and all of a sudden it goes out and then you call somebody and come to realize you are far from alone <laughs> we are like yeah we can get what is it monday uh how does a week from friday look for you and it's you know i'm i'm tapped straight out yeah and you know that's the again you know, it's, it's the joys of home ownership where everything's great until it's not great. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and, and
0: that's exactly, uh, we actually went through that this past, was it this past summer? This is how crazy the last two years are. I don't know if it, no, it was last summer um, during the pandemic, our one AC unit went out in the middle of August, which- Whoa thankfully the other ac unit does the upstairs and then the main ac unit does the main floor and the the basement so my office basically Mm -hmm. and i was like oh great like it's out we need a new one they're like yeah um can you hold off for seven days when we can get out there and i was like it's georgia in the middle of the summer (laughs) yeah but like, I don't want to hold out for five minutes right now. I just could. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it's and the thing is too, it's um, because it's a big expense. You know, the air conditioning system. We like we replaced ours two years ago, and you know that's the, the other things you have to factor. In. Say the roof is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not an easy fix. It's not a cheap fix. So it's these, these little, these little balancing acts that you have to do. It's like, well, we we're going to go to Disney, but it looks like we're getting a new roof, <laughs> you know? But if the thing is, though, like, you know, we can sit here and talk all gloom and doom, but at the end of the day, you know, to use a cliche term, it's like, you know, I, I just decorated me and my uh, oldest decorated the, my youngest, excuse me, just decorated the house for Christmas. I mean, that's, you know, you look for, you take a picture afterwards, you're like, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, and, the, and the fact that the kids are always talking about they're getting older now and they're like, well, you're not selling this house because this is all I've ever known and all the memories are here. And and for me, I think, you know, getting back to what you're talking before about why I love what I do, you know, it's that I remember the moment when, you know, my wife, when Amy um, walked into our house, walked into the master bedroom, excuse me, primary bedroom these days yes. and uh, walked into the primary bedroom and sat on a little hutch by the window. She looked at me. She goes, I want this house. I'm like, We've seen the foyer, the stairway, and the master bedroom. She goes, "I don't care. I know this is the one." And that is such a kick to me when you find when you find buyers that house, the one,
0: yeah. where they
1: walk in and they take two or three steps and you see that look on their face. And to me, that's the, that's that's a great feeling because I think in 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 all of our lives we you know we, we crave I think we crave recognition of some kind. You know, just knowing you're doing your job right or knowing you're being a good person or a good dad or a good parent or a good whatever. And one of the great things I love about this business is is it's very hands on. It's very personal. Like, I know all my clients, you know, I I bring them Halloween candy and, you know, Christmas stuff. And, you know, if they need something, they know they can call me because it's a relationship thing and and something my grandfather taught me. And so when you find that place for them and you see them expand, like I had friends move in and they've had two more kids and they've done all these upgrades and everything. And to see it, Oh, you got to come see what we did to the basement and all this stuff. To me, that's, you know, that's one of the greatest things because, you know, you're doing, you know, one of the, the we consider them one of the pillars of our financial world is real estate, mm-hmm. but there's so much more of a human factor to it, you know, much more hands-on stuff. That's why it always bothers me with these other you know companies where it's very sterile. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, oh yeah, well, if I, if I put in your numbers and we'll burp out a pre-qualification, and we'll hook you up with some random agent, and they'll, you know, run you through six houses and pick one. And that's not, you know, how I work. I have a very small, you know, group of clients, you know, that I try and work with per year. I try and do twenty to twenty-five transactions per year, and that's enough to to keep food on the table and the <laughs> you know the, the heat in the house and the kids in school. But mm-hmm. it also, again. You know, I think what a lot of us, again, to kind of go back to an earlier subject where these last couple of years, you start to figure what, it, what is important. And luckily for me, I knew a few years before then what was more important was my kids and my family and yeah. the time that we have together. And so I just reinforced that over these last couple of years where, you know, and, and you get little glimpses of like, hey, I made the right decision. I mean, I'm on the right path.
0: You know, it, it's it's kind of... Beautiful because getting somebody that house is is something special because I could only imagine how because how we felt when we walked through even the house in New Jersey and this house too that that feeling yep getting that feeling for somebody just has to be amazing it's because you've been you see the struggles of getting the houses and showing all these you know different properties to people and then when they step in and they're like I stepped into this house and I looked. I saw the stairwell, I saw a sitting room and I saw like all these sight lines going through the house. And I was like, and I instantly saw like, well, Thanksgiving, I'm going to have all the family up. And I I saw like everything. I was like, this is it. This is 100% it. And that feeling to give that to people that that that's amazing, but you know, it, it it takes a, a certain type of person. And I mean, all the years that you were in in broadcast media <laughs> <laughs> um but all, all the years that you spent working with people because radio you have to be personable first of all yes. because yeah. even if you're not face to face with your listeners they are listening to you so you gotta mm-hmm. so like do you think all those years uh, uh, of radio kind of like helped get uh, helped like Uh, sharpen the edge of that knife that like, okay, it's going to be very easy for me to be personable uh, with all these people. Or do you think that I've always had this?
1: Um. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I I absolutely, I, 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 I think, I absolutely think so. And, you know, because it it is, it, it had it, because again, you are, even though you're not, like you said, a lot of the time, 99% of the time, you're not face to face with people. You're talking to a microphone but you're making that connection. And I think with, with good communications and good communicators, you're making that connection with people. Yeah. Like I'd have people walk up to me and, you know, start talking to me like they knew my life because my life was an open book. So they'd ask how my kids are. They'd ask how, you know, my wife is, why she hasn't you know killed me yet or buried me in the garden or any of that kind of stuff. And so I think there, there, that is definitely for me, a huge benefit. Um, but also too, in the, in the, beginning, it was a bit of a hindrance because I remember when I first went full-time back in 2017 as a full-time realtor, um, there were struggles. And I remember a fellow agent, a, a good friend of mine, we're in a meeting and we're kind of going, and we just you usually have these meetings, um, not so much anymore. Um, most of it is Zoom now, but so you kind of sit around a table and you talk about, you know, maybe, you know, if you have a listing that's not selling or you have buyers who can't find a place or just little things. And I was just kind of saying, kind of sitting there and just saying, you know, I'm having a real problem, you know, getting business, you know, I'm starting to stress out a little bit. I'm, you know, I got, I got mouths to feed. I got people to take care of. And my, my friend looks at me and she goes, you know what she goes, you need to change the perception. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, somebody goes on social media, they see you, they think, oh yeah, the radio guy. She's like, you need to keep letting them know you're not the radio guy anymore. You're a real estate agent. And she goes, as soon as they start to figure that out, things will change. She goes, I know it's, it's not going to be a quick fix, but it'll happen. And she was so right. You know, it slowly but surely built up and, and people started to change over like, oh, okay. And so now, so that was a challenge. You know, it wasn't just easy like, hey, radio is over. Let me hop right into real estate. <laughs> you know, but I think that's the, that's the part that, you know, sometimes will stop people from doing things is the fear is to you know i could have easily taken a job somewhere else and uprooted my family but i'm like no again i was already looking at the bigger picture you know they would already put up with enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know how do i make it work but again with anything you know you 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 try and learn what you can and and i know like with radio i got like you know you get like a thick skin you know, like people will call up and be like, Yeah, stop playing that song, or hey, you suck. It's like, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. But then
1: you go back and then I started in real estate, and it was all over again. Like someone was like, I can't find a house and it's your fault. And I'm like, Oh, I'm the worst. I gotta <laughs> go, you know, I gotta go work for the state, or I gotta, you know, I'm gonna go work at Lowe or whatever. And um, you know, so you had to you have to build that up again. So it's almost kind of like starting from scratch and then going from there. But when you know that you're doing the right things. And you get little glimpses of the, that little moments. Like you get a card in the mail from a past client, you know, a, thank you so much for finding us this house where, you know, our lives are going to be and our kids are going to grow up or, you know, going into houses with people and they know it's the one I've had people hug me like this is it, you know, this is the house, you know, and, and I've had it was, it was some clients of mine. that are still really good friends. We looked at, I think it was 34 different homes, first time home buyers. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was over a year and a half. We were looking for houses and they were picky and, you know, they had some parental involvement, which sometimes is helpful. Sometimes isn't. I'm not, you know, but when they found, and because people kept asking me, like in the office, like, are you still with them? You know, why don't you just say, you know, maybe you need to have someone to take a fresh look at this. Maybe you need to yeah, that kind of thing. I'm like, no. I said, you know what? I go, because when I find him that house, that's going to be an amazing moment. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an amazing moment for them. And honestly, it's going to be an amazing moment for me. Yeah, I get paid. But it's also that fact of why we get into what I got into real estate for in the first place, to find someone that home. i grown attached to them. They were friends of mine. You know, he's a Cowboys fan. we we bust on each other on Sundays for football, you know, and so it's, it was something more than that, you know, and then in, in every sales-based business, some people are in it for the numbers. I got to sell this. I got to sell that. And they go from one transaction to another one transaction to another me. I don't do it that way for better or for worse. But that for me, it's, again, it's that, that little rush, that little kick that whatever you got and whatever I got in radio, I get now in real estate and more.
0: Uh, see, and that, that's what everyone's looking for. And when you find it, it's, yeah, I mean, you just know it—it it clicks. Yep. So, yep. Yep. so, so, where do you go from here? You're in the the world of of uh, being a full-time real estate agent now for however many years, because I can't remember the timeframes. Now we're 2021. Oh,
1: about, now. About, about five years now. It's yeah. Been yep.
0: So where do you Where do you go from from here with it? Do you just is this the the big wave that you ride into retirement
1: <laughs> it's well you know it's interesting because you you, know, you you start to have those you know thoughts you know what what you know, what is my end game here? when am I going to call it a day but you know for me i I always know that you know down the road i'm going to be doing something to keep my wife from not killing me. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those, I have to be busy doing something. And I could I could definitely see doing real estate up until maybe a couple of years before I, you know, slip the mortal coil or, you know, take a dirt nap or whatever. Um, because I want to, I want to stay, I want to stay in it. You know, I want to stay active and, but I think, you know, for me, goal-wise, I want to get my broker's license. Um, I want to, uh, you know, there's, there's some irons in the fire about expanding my business into another state. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, there's, there's the great thing about real estate, which I love, but there's many reasons why I love real estate, but one of the reasons I love it as well is it's one of those true businesses where you get out of it, what you put into it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if you bust your, you know, what you will see results. If you're going to like, I always joke about, you know, some people see, you know, um, million dollar listing LA or million dollar listing New York. And they think, oh, I can get a nice suit and a fancy car and I can start selling million dollar homes. One, that's the furthest thing from the truth because I have a mutual friend that knows a couple of the guys in New York and knows how incredibly hard they work and how hard they had to work just to get to the point they're at, mm. you know, 80 hour weeks and sleeping four hours a night and just sacrificing everything. And that's just not what I want. But it's you can build your own career. So if it's a supplemental thing for you, you can do that. If you want it to be a full-time thing, you can do that. If you want to be, you know, a real estate titan and do all this other stuff, you can do that. And so for me, it's, it's kind of cool because it's a really an open framework. You know, it can, you know, but I can easily, if I get say 10 years from now and, you know, I, I got two offices or something going and I'm doing great, but all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, I think I just want to, you know, maybe go to Bermuda and, you know, hang out on the beach with my wife. You know, I can switch over to like, we you know, what, what some of our older agents, what our, excuse me, three, two, one, what some of our older agents are doing, which is referrals. Mm-hmm. So say an old friend of theirs calls and says, hey, I got a house to sell. Like, listen, I got a good buddy of mine. will take good care of you. So you call them up and say, hey, I got these people, good friends of mine, take good care of them. And don't forget to give me 25%. You got it. You know, so that's that's the great thing about it. It's, it's a business where you are your own boss, which is also great. I don't answer anybody. I have a broker who's a real ass kicker and she's great, but she keeps me in line. But also, too, I'm my own boss. It's my business. It lives or dies on my shoulders, which I think is great. You know, it's we, we've we've definitely learned through many people have as far as upper management. You know, sometimes you're like, what? And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: we've been there uh plenty of times in our yeah, history.
1: That. Severance <laughs> yeah, so
0: Well, Tread, I I really do thank you for coming on today and actually opening this book of of knowledge uh, to realty because that it's a world that everyone knows but no one mm-hmm. actually knows. Yeah. So it it was really it was a pleasure just learning about that. And of course, the the fact that it's it's such a like a a beautiful thing that you call like you well you said uh, not calling but you have this calling too, because yeah. of the human interaction. Who would have guessed yeah. houses equal human interaction?
1: <laughs> yeah, because people that's so true though. That's kind of the misnomer where people think, and some people do treat it like a business. You can and again, that's just that's without any any sales based business. Some people are just that way. It's transaction and transaction. But for me, it's something more, which which is great, and so I can feed into that and and you know love what I do every single day, and I and I think a lot of us, you know, yearn for that, and I hope a lot of more of us do that. I know friends of mine that that make a lot more money than I'll ever make that you know run companies or do this and that, but they're miserable, and I'll tell you they are. Yeah, and so to be able to, to carve out your own little world and, and take care of the people that you care about. And the, you know, the, the, the time, Stefan, that I've got that I've, you know, I'm never going to get time back, but the moments I've been able to share with my kids and my wife that I would have never gotten. had I stayed in radio, that, that to me is worth everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. R- radio was not, not the world to be in to get all the things that you wanted.
1: We got into it. We got in too late, man. We should have got <laughs> the seventies and eighties, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a totally different outcome at that point.
1: (laughs) I'd have big mutton chops, you know, I mean, sweet.
0: (laughs) Well, Tread Hulse, if you may uh, plug anything that you want to, website to find your stuff for
1: the people that are in the upstate area and need to buy a house. Yeah, it's just, uh, you can find me at treadhulserealtor.com. That's treadhulserealtor.com. 518-423-6080. Five one eight four two three six zero eight zero. That's 518-423-6080. And uh, you can find me on all social media. It's just mine. It's just Tread Hulse. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I think I have a TikTok account. <laughs> um, I think the kids set one up for me with bacon on it, which is kind of fun. Um, and also, too, uh, like Stefan, I have a I have a podcast called The Treadcast. I know, really inventive. <laughs> And it's a uh, it's a success based uh, thing. I talked to different peoples from I've talked to people from sports to music to um, reality TV stars about success. And the coolest thing is, and, and I think we all have a different opinion of it, but to to listen to people from all different walks of life and what their definition of success is is a lot of fun. And kind of like with your podcast, is like why do you love things, which I think is a great idea because I think a lot of people are doing that now. Like real quick story, and we're wrapping things up here, but. There are people that uh my clients bought their house, and the people they bought them from, they were two very successful uh people working with global foundries, local chip manufacturing plant, doing extremely well. They sold their house, they sold everything, they moved to Central Mass to open a bakery. That because they always wanted to open a bakery and they love to bake. And See. that's you know, that, that's
0: yeah, man. That's what life is all about. hmm <laughs> Tread once again thank you so much and uh
1: it's dude like i said at the outset it's just great to see your face and to talk to you a little bit and to uh, be able to share some stuff with you and uh we have to uh we'll have to get back in touch again because we have so much to touch on with uh with tv these days and music <laughs>
0: yes and, uh, we do <laughs>
1: uh, give my best to your lovely wife um that clock that she made for my wife she absolutely adores oh that's awesome it's uh, hanging up in our breakfast nook <laughs> and place of honor. So, uh, again, a happy holidays to you, my friend. And nice uh, hopefully we can talk soon.
0: Yes. And love to your family as well. All right, brother. All right.
1: See you, pal. <laughs>